Oh, oh. That's how long we've been recording. For real? Yeah. Oh, crap. I wasn't ready. I'm never ready. Shit. Shit. <laughs> I didn't get a, um, a proper nap before we started this. I thought it was going to take Andy a lot longer to set up, so I thought I had like a solid 20 minutes or so to nap. Oh, no. 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 I sure did not get that nap. No nap time. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the V-Spot. I'm Danny. I'm I'm Kat. That's me. We're doing this legitimately this time. So that we don't get yelled at? Yep. Please visit us at thevspot.fm. Great. Bye. The end. <laughs> that was it, right? One minute and 32 seconds. It's a record, I think. Damn. All right. Well, let's actually talk then. <sighs> I guess. Fine. I don't think I have any pop culture. Um, I thought I did, but I don't know. I, maybe I don't. I have like a preemptive pop culture. I have a thing that I'm excited about coming in March. Well, I'm at least looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting commentary on animals, I believe. What? Isle, Isle of Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, that animated. The weird thing? animated movie. With like all the really good actors like yes. Brian Cranston and yes. Tilda Swinton and all those folks. Yes. Yes. That will be that will be interesting. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Can't really talk about it yet, but that is the thing that I'm going to go see. Oh, actually, um, I saw that there's the screening of The Last Pig. <gasps> Shit, get out of my head. <laughs> I was literally just going to say the exact same thing. Get out of my head. At Hudson Valley, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was literally for just going to say the Bob's same thing. Bob's going to be there. Yeah. Kathy's going to yeah, be there. Yeah, we should go. April 19th, right? Yeah. Yeah, we should totally go. I think I saw that today, and I was like, oh, we should just just get tickets. Let's just, like, do it. Yeah. Finally. We can do that. Yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. That's so weird. I was, I like, actually, that was the what was going to come out of my mouth just now. What's the last pig? It's not what's. Andy, what happened to your oh. microphone? Yeah. Damn it. So we're back to this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> what's the last pig is a film. I think well, Andy wants it. you to elaborate. <laughs> you don't have a microphone, though, so you can't. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, should I read, like, the actual description or just, like, Well, so the last ball? pig, it's, it's actually <laughs> short. Did you know that? It's only, like, 45 minutes. Um, I feel like it's going to make me cry the whole time. Oh, yeah, no, no, so, for like, sure. The good. preview makes me cry. That's true. Um, it's pretty short. It's, um, it's a documentary... Um, T- uh, telling the story of a, a farmer from Western New York named Bob Comis, who mm-hmm. um, gave up his pig farm um, in pursuit of a more cruelty-free way of life. Um, and the reason that he did this was because he um, just kind of came to terms with what I guess is being dubbed the last pig phenomenon, um, where he would mm-hmm. have his pigs. He kind of had this like quote-unquote humane way of doing things where rather than sending all of the pigs off to slaughter in the traditional way of doing so he would send them like keep them in a waiting room of sorts and take them out one by one thinking that he was sparing them they wouldn't have to witness their you know anything happening right and And, and, uh, what he quickly came to realize was that one by one like the remaining pigs would just anxiety ridden freaking out because they you know pigs are incredibly intelligent they knew what was going on yeah and so i um he just, I guess, came to the understanding that there's just truly no humane way to do this. And um, 
so he called the whole thing off and uh I think uh, I think some of the pigs did end up going to slaughter his last pigs. Yeah, and then there's the two pigs at Catskill Animal Sanctuary, and, and I think there's one at Farm Sanctuary. Farm Sanctuary, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's one at Farm Sanctuary. I don't Any know Woodstock? anywhere else. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, Maybe, but for sure we know the ones we know um, mm-hmm. Mario and Audrey yeah. at Catskill who used to be Niblet, Niblet and somebody else and somebody else. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. Um. But yeah, they that's and they are wonderful pigs. And it's, I've been hearing about this film. The first time I took a tour at Catskill Animal Sanctuary was over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than two years ago, two and a half years ago, maybe. And they have been talking about this documentary Forever. since my very first tour at yeah. Catskill Animal, Animal Sanctuary. Yeah. So I'm psyched that it's finally being shown in um, the local area and mm-hmm. kind of on a wider range. And I feel like we have a different perspective because we we know these pigs. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the other reason. It's like we know that they lived and that they're living the best lives ever. But yeah. but also to see the story of like, you know, what they, they went and they lived a good life on his farm. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. It should be really good. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm interested to hear him speak. I, that's what I was going to say. But honestly, I'm really interested in listening to him because he's been so closed off about it yeah and i hear a lot um i hear a lot of reports that he's got like some ptsd mm-hmm. from it and it's still Severe like a very, anxiety yeah so i'm just I, i'm depression yeah we should definitely go to that yep and uh listen to him mm-hmm. cry mm-hmm. didn't he recently he only recently met the pigs has he actually? I don't know i to my i don't know this like for sure but the pigs, i don't I think he's Gone back gone to Catskill? I I don't think so. I, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not sure on the status of that either. But I know for the longest time, if he has, it was only in the past, like let's say two or three months that yeah, he did. He done I, it. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. think so because I think he couldn't. I know he hasn't been back to like where the pigs were on his farm. Isn't that like yeah. all overgrown and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, I don't think he's met them, re-met them, Yes, yeah. it'll be interesting. We should, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get go. tickets to that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just, like, do it right now. And then, <laughs> that, that's probably smart. This is live. Yeah, hold us accountable. Yeah. Um, On a less good note, mm-hmm. speaking of pigs, though, did you see the thing that happened in Canada recently? I'm inclined to say yes. Tell me what it was. The pig that got rescued um, from the do, 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 the BC, British Columbia, SPCA. She was adopted. Oh, maybe I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry then. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Pet pig adopted from BC, SPCA, killed and eaten by new owners. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Um, so this is from Global News. Dot CA. Oh, Canada. Um, but there's articles about this everywhere. Um, but outrage is spreading across the Vancouver Island and online after a pig that was adopted from BCSPCA was killed and eaten by the people who adopted her. Oh, my God. Molly, a three-year-old Vietnamese potbelly pig, came to the SPCA's district branch as part of a cruelty investigation. So she was rescued. 
She was taken care of and nursed back to health by the staff and was finally adopted by a couple in Duncan on January 19th. Then it was discovered that on February 16th, Molly had been killed and eaten. Do, do, do. Um, Brandon McKee, who lives, uh, Brandy McKee, who lives on Vancouver Island and also owns a pet pig, discovered what happened through friends and words spreading online. She says that the owners realized they did not know how to properly take care of Molly, and that's when they made a decision to slaughter her for food. And Molly's owners are not facing any charges. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That, like, makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. There's no laws saying that that, that can't happen. Uh, Molly's owners Snapchatted photos and videos of seasoning the meat and preparing it to eat. Um, so here's a thing. And this is me being, like, really picky. But... If you're talking a pig owner and you're talking someone who wants to earlier in this article, um, McKee mentioned that she wanted like if it was a dog or a cat, it would be different. But because it was a pig, nobody sees it as bad. However, um, her her quote is saying, why wasn't it returned? Why didn't they rehome it? Why aren't there charges being pressed? Um, is your issue with the word? It? it is. It is. It is. <laughs> My issues with the word it, because if you're. Going to try to bring awareness to how pigs should be equal mm-hmm. to cats and dogs, you should say, why wasn't she returned? Why mm-hmm. didn't they rehome her? Right. Why didn't they bring her back to the SPCA? Right. I mean, at that point, if it was the owners, yeah, I would say it wouldn't surprise me to hear them saying yeah. it It became oh. me because they killed their pet. Oh. So they don't see Molly, didn't see Molly as That's like a being. That's so upsetting. Yeah. Um. Why did they adopt her? They they wanted a pet. But think of how many times we've heard, especially with potbelly pigs, people are like, know, oh, look, cute but... little potbelly pig. And then they're like, oh, shit, this is actually a pig. I know, but I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. And then there's also that fact, and this is a whole nother route, but like, you're not supposed to eat potbelly pigs. Yeah. Just a whole nother thing. Yeah. There's nothing good about this. Oh, nothing. I, I'm like actually sick to my stomach mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Um, apparently, though, the um, the the most that's going to happen is the man who adopted Molly was marked in the BCSPCA database as never being allowed to adopt any animal from them for the rest of his life. But Jesus. that's that's oh darn. It's like a barely a slap on the wrist. That is right. Um. Yeah, but apparently, you know, the SPCA said they did their due diligence when it came. There's the man had no prior records of anything. So, shit. Yeah. That's so. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that is. Uh, this, by the way, was Molly. No. Why would you show me that? Because I've been holding on to this for like a week now. Oh my god! No, I can't. We have to. I can't record tonight. I have to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have to go. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Fucking sickos. Yeah. People are disgusting. Yeah. And like, but like, think of the outrage. <laughs> if you have a baby, let's say you have a human baby, you're like, shit. I don't know how to take care of this. <laughs> I will eat it. I'm instead. going. To, you know what? And I'm a little hungry. I'm gonna make a baby sandwich. You know what though? Like. I have so many BLT questions. could be baby lettuce tomato. That's right. I have so many questions, though, because number one, 
and obviously this is a false assumption, but like, wouldn't you assume that somebody who's going to adopt a pig has at least somewhat of a vicinity for pigs or for animals? You know what I mean? So like, here's this person who like goes out of their way is sort of to adopt a pig from this local ASPCA or wherever Mm -hmm. it was. But that same person who went and adopted an animal, I guess of any kind, really, mm-hmm. is able yeah. to not only slaughter that specific animal, but, but then, to slaughter an animal in general. Right, like, we're yeah. not talking about like somebody who, I don't think anyway, we're not talking about somebody who has a farm and has done this a million times before with no, all of their not. animals that they raise because that's what they do. Right. And so they're desensitized to it. No. We're not talking about somebody who like works in a butcher shop. We're talking about just Joe Schmo off the street who walked into the ASPCA and adopted an animal and then one month later fucking slit its throat or did whatever he did. Right. Like, that's fucked. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, there, there's, that's like... That's one of the that's crazy. triad things for being a serial killer is killing animals. That's right. That's right. Dude probably like, yeah. wets his fucking bed, too. <laughs> can't, probably can't get it up. No, that's right. Probably because he's too busy with milk floods. That's right. Therefore, he can't get it that's up. That's right. That is right. Motherfucker, ditch dairy. <laughs> raise the flag. <laughs> yeah, he can't raise the flag. No. There's no flags raising over in Vancouver or whatever. Pitch a tent. I need somewhere to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, it's not it's like barely nine o'clock. It's not not even nine o'clock and Shit. we're already silly. Yeah. Oh man. So anyway. Got an upper? Because that was just downer, downer, downer. I mean, raising the flag is an upper. Is an upper. That's what I thought you were asking. I was like, wait, what? Um, I I don't. I guess raising the flag is. Did you want to talk about the Olympics thing? Oh, yeah. That raises a flag. The Olympic (laughs) flag. Or lights a torch. Lights a torch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was. Okay. Let's see. What was it in again? The. uh... I don't know. I sent it to you. The name of the movement? Oh, yeah. Um, what, what make is? the switch or something? Switch for good? Switch for good. <laughs> make the make switch. The, isn't that the same? The word switch is in there. Make the switch. Switch for good. Um, yeah. So apparently it's a whole campaign, um, which started watching some mini videos after it. But it was to combat the, because we talked about this with the milk episode, that all these stupid Got Milk commercials and ads and, oh, look at these awesome athletes and how strong they are. And these are these Olympic athletes being like, you, this is bullshit. Right. I just need you to know. Stop it. Yeah. And I think it was actually only a 30 second commercial, but- it literally went through six different um, athletes of different uh, races, different genders, different sports that they play. I think also different, like, tenure, right? Yeah. Like, different yep. you know, people have been doing this for different amounts of time and whatnot. Yep. And they just said, hey, you know, I I ditched dairy. Yeah. It was very, uh, oh, yeah. I did not actually know. Seba Johnson. The Olympics' first black female skier in 1988 also stars in this video. Oh, cool. Alongside Kendrick Ferris, who is best known as the only U.S. male weightlifter to qualify for the Rio Games, being a three-time Olympian. So there you go. Um, 
yeah, I feel like a machine, all these really good, you know, people want, people want to be strong. I get that. Mm -hmm. So I also liked this. <laughs> One of the athletes, <clears throat> Bosch, B-A-U-S-C-H, Bosch, um, during the Olympics, people have been seeing the Milk Life commercials and have been told that 9 out of 10 Olympians grew up drinking milk, which is probably true, but also wildly misleading. Our grandparents grew up smoking. I bet... Yeah! This is my favorite part. I bet 9 out of 10 serial killers grew up drinking milk, too. <laughs> what you drink as a child has nothing to do with whether you will grow up and become an Olympian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, cool. I think, like... That's also like, well, no matter what you grew up doing, if you grew up thinking one thing, you can still make the conscious yeah, change well, now. Yeah, um, um, oh my God. You remember the last week when my brain turned off? Yeah, but it was way funnier last week because you made this face like you literally had a switch flipped. It's happening again. Um, who, who wrote the World Peace Diet? Help me. Oh, um, we've been talking about the China study. See, that's the face. <laughs> Um, shit. Oh, Jesus it's Christ. right in the other. This I is so I can, embarrassing. Like, see him in my um. Oh my god! It just went into my head and then it went away. Oh. Uh, um. Will Tuttle. Thank you, Doctor Will Tuttle. Thank you. Yes. Will all we've Tuttle. been talking about is the China study. So all I was thinking is Doctor Campbell. Shit. Um, yeah. Well, I went to see Will Tuttle speak last year and um or two years ago almost now at this point. Um, and he talked a lot about how everybody did all of that growing up. You drank milk, you ate meat, you did this, you did that. But it's because you weren't given a choice. You were told that's what you do. That's that's how you were raised. It's what you were taught. You weren't given a choice. You know, like people aren't given a choice. They're raised a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, all, everyone did everyone was raised drinking milk because like you weren't given a choice like when you were five years old you know your mom probably didn't say to you back in 1970 or 1980 hey little baby jane do you want some soy milk or do you want this cow's right. milk <laughs> you know what i mean and if if she did little baby jane was probably like i don't know mommy what do you what are you drinking yeah, exactly. what do you think so um but um kind of along the same lines as uh, the movie you mentioned that you haven't actually seen yet. Um, you reminded me, I'm really psyched about this documentary that James Cameron is making about vegan athletes. Oh, yeah. That'll be so good because James Cameron doesn't fuck around. When does um, that come out? I'm looking at a thing right now. Um, it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in January. Oh, okay. And Olympic Kendrick James Ferris there we go. was in attendance. Um. Arnold Schwarzenegger is involved, which I think is cool. That's neat. Yeah. Um, it says, as the documentary explores, while protein is an important part of any diet, the bigger question is the quality of the protein you are eating. From beans and legumes to plant-based meats, a vegan diet has no shortage of protein, and there are also plenty of plant-based protein powders on the market to help athletes thrive. I love me a good legume. Yeah. Same. These nuts. Ooh, uh, just jumping ahead in this article, it says, pulling from the example of the Roman gladiators who followed a vegetarian diet, the filmmakers dive into an array of preconceived notions about meat and athletic performance, going beyond just protein and breaking down the science of what actually fuels your body best for long-term sustained performance. Do you know what blows my mind? What? We have the ability to not do something. You know, like, okay, yeah. they so often 
omnivores, carnivores are like, but we grew up doing this. We've done this for 70 years, 100 years, 200 years, 2000 years, whatever the number they pull out. Like, we've always done this. That's not true. We always used to keep slaves. We always right. used to yeah. do. There's that quote. The like, most dangerous the phrase in the human language is it's always been done this way. Right. Like, sure. Yeah. You fucking idiot. I, uh, we don't always we don't do everything the same exact way as we did even 20 years ago. Yeah. Unless, I, of um, course, you believe that women should be in the kitchen. I mean, they should. Making a sandwich. <laughs> Just kidding. Making me a sandwich. Um. Mm. Oh, God, I'm so good. So I saw this guy speak when I took Main Street Vegan Academy. His name is Paul mm. Chappelle, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Um, and he goes around and he speaks to, like, universities and and different events and stuff like that. And his whole thing, he started out, um, he told this story about how he started out just his whole, the whole thing that he talks about is peace and how to live this peaceful existence and this, that, and the other thing. And he tells this story about when he was giving one of his lectures, this guy approached him afterwards and was like, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Are you vegan? And at the time he was like, no. And he was like, well, how can you preach about peace if you're not vegan? And so it like really got him thinking and he like went vegan and, and of a bitch. now including that in all of his talks um but one of the things that he talked about that i thought was so like pff, like duh you know makes your head explode kind of a thing is he talked about how like you look back on exactly what you're saying you know mm -hmm. when we when people owned slaves when women weren't allowed to vote when it was a crime to be gay and like all of these things right. that people felt very very strongly about they were like we are right this is right. And he talks about what it's going to be like X amount of years down the road when we look back on eating animals and realize that we were wrong. It's going to be another thing like women not being able to vote, abortion being illegal, all of these things right. that we're going to look back on and be like, we were wrong. Like the what? The 50s, the 60s. Marriage mm -hmm. has to be between a man and a woman. A you white have to man have, and a white woman. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have to have 2.45 children right. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Um, and the, look where we are now. Right. 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 It, I just yeah, don't understand um, why it's like people are holding on to this one last thing that just has to stay the same. Yeah, he's a, he's a really interesting guy. I highly recommend looking him up. Um, Paul Chappelle is his name. C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Andy said to stop being an idiot and send him the links that you're referencing. Uh, I'm just looking at him on Facebook right now. I filled Paul in the Chappelle blanks. on Facebook, but I will send you the article <laughs> about James Cameron right now. Um, and just really quickly to back up to the James Cameron thing and then we can move it along because I know sometimes we like talk too much. Um, I think people like that. This I just thought this was really interesting. I just read this in the article really quick. Um, it says, in one of the tests from Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert Vogel, three players from the Miami Dolphins are given breakfast burritos, some with animal protein and some mm. with plant-based. After drawing their blood and comparing the samples from animal and plant-based proteins, Dr. Vogel finds that the players had higher endothelium function when eating plant-based. In other words, eating animal-based food prior to games slows down performance because it impairs blood flow. But in contrast, plant-based foods help the body sustain energy by expanding the vein walls and increasing blood flow to the muscles. Yep. It's interesting. I'm sending this to you right now, Andy. Do you know what else is funny? I was thinking the other day after... We all at work ate copious amounts of food for lunch from Little Anthony's. And only one person was really bogged down. We were all very full. Uh, rather, I'm sending it to Danny because I don't have your phone number. Ooh, awkward. And then Danny can send it to you. Awkward. Um, But we were all really full after lunch, right? But only one of us was like, wow, I literally feel 
like tired. crap. I'm yeah. tired. I don't Heavy. feel well. I feel weighed down. Yeah. And that was the person that had a non-vegan meal. No shame, but like a little shame. It's. I mean, it, we didn't sit and judge that way. We were like, okay, whatever. You, I did a little bit. I, I gave know. her some shit. she handled it like a champ though yeah that's fair but (sighs) she was on drugs it's true she was mad morphine the drogas at work i know right um it was actually just cheese for anyone who's listening it's the case of morphine not I, was real just, I was just going to say, uh, none of our coworkers were on actual drugs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Um, <laughs> that we know of. So do you have anything else or do you want to go ahead and raise the flagpole? Uh, we can raise the... Oh. Or ra- just raise the flag, not the flagpole, right? He well. might have said raise the flagpole, but that's not correct. You would be raising the flag. The flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get the... I get, I get what he meant, but... Well, he was like a what seventy, eighty year old man, and yeah. you're talking about raising anything. Yeah, you're like, raise whoa, <laughs> how, how do? Raising and that's because flag. he adopted a Whole Foods plant based diet. That's right. And where did we see this? We saw this in the um, compelling and educational documentary, Forks Over Knives. I liked it better than What the Health. Oh, it's so much better than it's What the Health. So much better. It's so much better. That was actually, I feel like. Forks Over Knives was one of the first documentaries I watched after becoming vegan. And I was just like, oh, I've heard this is good. Yeah, I I didn't watch it. I think I watched it for the first time a little over a year ago. I hadn't, it was, I'd never seen it. And I was like, I should probably watch this. I really liked it. Yeah, no, it's good. They had animations. Yes. You know what I like about (laughs) it? Well, I mean, I like a few things about it. But what I like about it in comparison, especially to something like What the Health, is that, I mean, it's, I think it, I think most people can agree that What the Health really is like trying to scare you. Like it's a lot of scare tactics and it's a lot of, it's it's taking some It's trying to intimidate you. And it's very like, you're going to get cancer. And it also is, it also is talking about other people's studies and it's talking about bits and pieces of those studies. Right. Whereas Forks Over Knives is talking about the studies done by these actual doctors. Like this is a documentary involving the doctors who did these studies. Right. And they're talking about their findings. Here's the study. Here's the source. Here's the study. Here's the source. Correct. Here's all this information. Correct. Yeah. So... I thought that was really it was really good. Yeah. I um I looked up the the Ooh. um when they were talking about um 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 the Cancer Act of 1971. I was like, oh. what debt? So I so I looked it up and it it's like Nixon's war on cancer or whatever that they were referring to. Mm-hmm. Um but they talk a lot about how all that really was was boosting um the drugs that were existing for cancer treatment. It wasn't necessarily preventing cancer. It was uh, treating cancer. Okay. Um, And they also talk about how there hasn't been like really any um, on the internet. I mean, they're um, on on the oh so reliable Wikipedia, Um, Uh. (laughs) but also an article uh, from the New York Times. Um, (laughs) They talk about how there hasn't been a lot of um, advancements really since the Cancer Act of 1971. Like there hasn't been like aside from they cited um, childhood leukemia. There's been a lot of advancements in. Okay. Um, But like the death rate is still something like 40 percent or something of people die from cancer. Let me find it. Let me pull it back up. So Andy doesn't yell at me. Every time. He yells with his eyes because he's silent. I know. Oh, God, he's doing it. 
Yeah, the, this article, um, this article is actually from cancer.gov. Um, and this really just explains what the Cancer Act of 1971 was, like what it what the act did. Um, it says the act granted broad authority to the director of the NCI to plan and develop a national cancer program that included the NCI, um, other research institutes and other federal and non-federal programs. Um, it established the procedures for submitting an annual budget called the bypass budget, which transmitted directly from the NCI director to the president and Congress. So it just explains like what the actual bill was. And then um, let me see what else I found. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was like a lot more factual. Yeah. And it didn't like cherry pick the way what the health does. No, I really liked my my favorite part. And it's something I already knew, but I liked it. And I liked the little chart mm-hmm. is um, something that you had told me about the with war, the World War Two thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the the one part of that documentary that like really stuck with me was the rates. And I took a picture. So this I have. Perfect. Um, I like it the little, shows like, the little Nazi flag. Yeah, right. It, um, so it's the mortality from circulatory diseases um, in mm-hmm. the country of Norway from 1927 to 1948 and the death rate per 10,000 people. So it starts in 1927 um, and goes to 1948. But what you see on this chart is in 1927 – um, from 1927 to 1940, the rate of circulatory disease goes up, like way up from um, 24,000 people to 30,000 people. And then in 1940, um, from 1940 to 1945, which is like World War II era, it drops dramatically. And they correlate that to um, the um, presence of the Nazis in Norway and mm-hmm. all of the animal products and animal proteins and dairy and all of that being given to Nazi soldiers because that was like the better way of eating or whatever. Right. And all of the people of Norway were eating more vegetables because they couldn't get they couldn't get meat and they couldn't get dairy. So their diets had to change because of the war. And along with that, the rate of mortality from circulatory disease went way down. And then in 1945, around when the war was coming to an end, to 1948, that rate goes back up again. Coincidence? No. I think not. (laughs) No coincidence. I mean, it was... I guess it wasn't really a, a direct thing i i guess you can't be like it actually is yeah, no, no, it's no, more for sure. especially because the study correlation. was done yeah yeah the study was done like way after the 40s or whatever but it's just an interesting thing but it to was look like at. what what, what did was going happen? on in this like Literally dramatic drop yeah during this time of dramatic decrease in this disease like what else was going on culturally so there's you can kind of see draw the connections or whatever i liked that they talked about the two was it the science and like the like practice of it, the clinical part of it, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, meeting the two of them and like this is why this works. Yeah, and I like that they had actual like patients. I feel like what the health tried to do that, but was not very successful in it. No, because all they had was a lady who took one thousand medications per day, yeah. and then it like five minutes later and who they were was like her doctor. I don't you know, know, like they didn't really talk about like the actual details of no. what she was doing, whereas these people were actually patients of these doctors in the documentary. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got like full accounts, not just the lady with a billion prescriptions. Yeah. Who two weeks later, all of a sudden she's running down the street yeah. and you're like, weird. Yeah. Um, because do you remember we had that reaction? Like, wouldn't 
you have some sort of like withdrawal symptoms right, from being right, on right. that many drugs. Right, right, right. And yes. like who prescribed these did not prescribe. These. It was. Yeah. I liked this a lot better. Um, did you ever watch the documentary Plant Pure Nation? No, have um, not. We should maybe we should watch that one next. Um, Plant Pure Nation is a, also about Colin Campbell. It's about him and his son, um, and it's about um, um, they went to the um, so they did all this research in um, cities in Kentucky where there was like a lot of diabetes and a lot of disease in these mm-hmm. lower income like food desert type areas and he went to the Kentucky House of Representatives with his son and they tried to propose a program documenting the health benefits of a plant-based diet so they tried to go in and asked the House of Representatives to support them doing this thing where they would go in and and, um, help these communities eat better to see if it would lower their rate of disease and they they voted against it really yeah so they go to um, North Carolina where Colin Campbell's son lives and try the same thing again um, and they kind of do it on their own dime they like set up this like food delivery service where mm-hmm. they are putting together plant-based plant-based um, dinners and meals and stuff for the people in the town and um, Colin Campbell and his son are like uh, monitoring their progress and like seeing all of that and it's a whole documentary about how these people in this town their whole lives turn around because really? because of this yeah and now there's this um, the plant pure nation there's like this whole movement there's like pods in individual cities where you could like we could form our own plant pure pod and have like an albany chapter where we're like doing like plant-based this we should do that that. it's pretty cool the documentary is really interesting why we no do that i don't don't know let's watch the documentary and then we'll talk about it oh my god that's a great idea yeah it's pretty cool um, they talk a lot about like food deserts and like these areas where like there's not a lot of access. Um, and so they go in and they like help these people who don't have access to better eating. And so they're like riddled with all these illnesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. These people who who are eating this way now don't need their medications anymore. Their diabetes that once was killing them. It's now reversed and all of that. Um, but again, it's it's they're the ones doing it. They're the ones making right. the documentaries, but they're also the doctors who are in charge of this. They're right. not using somebody else's studies. They're not using other information. Like, they're the ones they're doing it. They're really making it go full circle. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's what I liked overall in, the, in this film, mm-hmm. in Forks Over Knives. Yeah, it's just way more like... And it, it also, I don't know, at least in my opinion, I feel like it doesn't come across with like a hardcore agenda they even like kind of address that that like yeah yeah, you can kind of prove anything if you're trying to but like these are our experiences you know it seems counterintuitive to eat slabs i know if you're you're a logical person it does i mean if nothing else if you're a logical (laughs) person i feel like you have to admit that there is no sensical reason to be consuming dairy like if you you know what i mean like if you want to tell me that you're doing it because you just love cheese sure fine whatever but like to say i eat dairy because i have to because i as a human being need the nutrients that come from a cow what (laughs) you know i just feel like from someone the other day told me that we evolved to drink milk that's not untrue. But that's why <laughs> it's we should. stupid, but it's right. not untrue. And that's, but it, in this person who was telling me this, I chose not to engage. Right. Because I was like, it was one of those like, you're just doing it 
to yeah. poke yeah. at me. There are plenty of things that we Evolved. can do. Right. Doesn't mean we should, you know? I mean, we listen to a lot of true crime. We could get away with murder. That's right. But we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> the night is young. That's right. I'm really tired, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would not get away with murder tonight. If you could stash the body overnight, readdress it tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway. Right. I think that's that's like it for the film. It's a really freaking good film. There's a lot of photos. I was thinking maybe we could like do screenshots, put it up on the Insta. Yeah. And just be like, here's some of the charts they went through. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's just a way better resource than what the health was. Um, Forks Over Knives has always been one of my favorites. We should definitely watch mm-hmm. Plant Pure Nation. And then the other one that we should watch, um, if you haven't seen it, is Food Choices. I have watched Food Choices, food but choices, we can watch that I again. Feel like food Choices is like my number one. Food Choices is amazing. Because it touches everything. Like it touches health. It touches yep. environment. It touches um, the ethics. It touches like all the things. Yep. And there is a, a part in Food Choices, too, about raising the flag. Is there? Yeah, I remember it. Huh. <laughs> we should. So I have a question. If you say that, like, it raises a red flag, where did that, like, is that Well, also... you wave the red flag to, like, as a sign of danger. Oh, okay. Because that's a weird, like, mix of whoop, raising the flag and danger raising the flag. Now, depending well, if you're, if on... you're saying that you're ra- <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> tangent city, if you're raising if somebody's raising a red flag, you're probably using that phrase as like an analogy for like this is danger. Like, don't do this. This is a warning. Red flag is a warning. But if you're just, if you're if you're what color <laughs> is that man's flag that he's raising? I don't know. We should have asked him. I don't know. Maybe it was a red flag. I don't know. Do the drapes match the curtains? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that the right curtains, drapes? The Which drapes ones? match the curtains. Does the <laughs> drapes and curtains are the same? Rug. Rug. The rug. <laughs> I'm also very tired. <laughs> it's do the do the curtains match the rug, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> it is. Do the drapes match the curtains? <laughs> On the opposition, I don't uh. think anyone's curtains and rugs match. I mean, like, literally. <laughs> they coordinate. They don't match. Like your actual, like, the yeah, curtains like, on look that at window. My, look, <laughs> look at match. my Look at my carpet right now. Now look at my curtains. They're not the same color, but they match. But that's not the question. The question isn't, are they the same color? It's, do they match? <laughs> now, are you looking at my curtains on my window? Yeah. Not my hair? Are you looking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought we were talking about your actual <laughs> curtains and your actual rug. Well... I think we were, unless you plan on me taking my pants off. God, let's talk about the documentary. (laughs) Oh, this just, this is, went down a very strange path. After hours. (laughs) Your voice just got so weird. I wish we could record video. Are you drunk right now? Drunk on burrito. Mm. I go for a breakfast burrito now, though. 
yeah. Ooh, always. Burritos are one of those meals that you could have breakfast, for any lunch, meal. That's dinner, right. second dinner, dessert? snack. Could you have a dessert burrito? You can have a dessert taco, so I guess, yeah. Just like a really big, like instead of having a hard shell, you would make it. What would be in a dessert burrito? It would be more like a chimichanga, like a <gasps> deep fried ice cream. I'm oh, sorry, what, Andy? I'm what? really good at reading lips. What were you saying? A sundae? You could put a sundae in a burrito. I see. Mm. Hmm. But wouldn't that get like wet and messy and like leak out the bottom? I don't like that. <laughs> I would go with a dessert chimichanga because it's like fried ice cream. Right? Because a uh, chimichanga is fried. So if you could do like a fried shell, like freeze the ice cream, wrap it in the shell, right. fry it. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I don't. Mm-hmm. That's also my issue with actual burritos is that it eventually like all starts falling out. Yeah. I, you know, I struggle. Mm-hmm. I think a chimichanga, dessert chimichanga. That's got to be a thing. It should be. Next time Ugh, with some like chocolate sauce. Fuck. Yep. Andy. You can make that next time, right? Ooh, that was her excited for dessert chimichangas. <laughs> it was a cold chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh God. That's uh, good times. My uh, my mom says she likes to listen to our podcast. She texted me just now. Really? It's like she knows. Yeah. That's so nice. I, she follows us on Instagram. I know. Yeah. 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 Why doesn't Maureen? Maureen doesn't do Instagram. Does she follow us on Facebook? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Okay. She better. I think so. Ah, well. Did you eat any good food this week? Obviously obviously no burritos with ice cream in them. I finally went to the lighthouse, Water's Edge. Oh, you did? Lighthouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. I went on a very, I did not realize that that place was like. That's my stomping grounds. Nice. Like it was like. Oh, yeah. Um, they do so, like weddings and shit there. Yeah. We went, uh, my friend Bridget and I went a very romantic lady date. We were like, oh, we'll go before we go to Les Mis. Yeah. We'll go to the lighthouse for dinner. Did walk in and we're like, oh, this is like very romantic. It's nice, like, but it's like not like you don't. It, it it comes across as nice, but like it's not. You don't have to be <laughs> like. Yeah. It's not like you don't have to have like a suit on. Kind no, of nice, but it is no. a nice place, yeah. But it was very, it was very nice. I had the, um, we had the seitan wings. Mm-hmm. So they make their own seitan there. Okay, it's house made. Um, last time we went there, the guy came over because mm-hmm. I'd ordered like we had ordered those and my meal. I ordered vegan, so he came over and was like, "So are you vegan?" Like I noticed you guys ordered a lot of stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, actually." And mm-hmm. he was like, "So what did you think?" Like we make our own seitan. Da da da. I was like asking me questions and. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. But I like wish I'd been a little bit more honest because I wish that their seitan wings weren't like balls. You, you wish that they were a little. I don't mind that they were big. I wish they were like a little flat, like more yeah. ovular. Yes. Little flatter. I don't yeah. need them to be thin and crispy. Yeah. But I need them to be it, a little. It's too dense. Yeah. And they also, um, they like they don't change the form of the seitan in anything. Like I got mm-hmm. their, I forget what it is. It's like a seitan piccata type thing. It's got like the capers and all oh, that that's with the, rice. That's exactly what I got. Yeah. And the seitan's exactly the yes. same. It, yes. It's like just the same form. Yeah. So I just wish that they would like do more with it. Because I like the flavor of yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's good seitan. Which is. That's actually what made me nervous yeah. because I've 
eating bad seitan and it's literally like chewing on wheat gluten. Mm. It's the it, it is. Yeah. It was like uh, yeah, for um, sure. But I liked the flavor. It could have just. I think they need to practice cooking it a little bit and like how to cook it. Yeah. Yeah. Which. But they they are seemingly pretty open to feedback. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying to you, I feel like we should chat with them more because mm-hmm. they're cool over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a good food experience. What did you? Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot, and I've been so excited about it all week. So Christy and I went to City Line Saturday night. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, And they must have changed their menu within the last year or so. I haven't been there in probably about a year. But last time I went, they had, mm. they had like, a falafel thing. They don't have that anymore? No. No, the menu's different. They, oh. ha- they didn't have as much as they used to have. They oh. have some stuff that's pretty veganizable, but, like, they didn't have as many already vegan things. Okay. Um, from the, when I went there, like, over a year ago. Um, but so I was just going to order the veggie burger. Um, and I, I was laughing with Christy because all of the burgers on the burger section all come with fries, except the veggie burger comes with a salad. Yes. And I was like, guys, <laughs> yeah, you're like, on. I want a fucking fry. Too. You know yep. what I mean? Just because I'm going to get a quinoa burger. No, just no. give me the fries. You know? Right. So I ordered the quinoa burger and um, our waiter was like, are you a vegetarian? And I said, no, I'm actually a vegan. And he was like, oh, my God, me too. And he, like, came right over and was like, this is what you should do. And, like, started showing me all the ways that you could, like, veganize other things on the menu. Because mm-hmm. one of the add-ons they have is tofu. So he they had this, like, Mediterranean chicken wrap thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, so do tofu instead of the chicken. Instead of the tzatziki sauce, I'll give you, like, a, a barbecue sauce type thing. I swear to you, it's going to be so good. And I was like, all right, I trust you. I'll do that. Right. It was fucking delicious. It was like, I, I know I've said it before. Mike always makes fun of me because I never finish a meal. I finished the whole thing. Really? It was so good. It was so good. So mm, head go over to there. City Line, ask for Ryan as your waiter, and have him show you what to do. I said to him, I was like, you got to talk to your people and have them get the Beyond Burger because that will yeah. get more people in the door. Oh, shit. That would be an easy thing yeah. for them to I was like, get the Beyond Burger because so many people locally have it. I used to it. love going to City Line. And even when they did have falafel and stuff, I was like, I'm not that impressed with the menu. I'm yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. So if they did that. Yeah. And that actually made me think that just sparked your... This is how we talk forever, by the way. I know. Because you just sparked when Andy and I went to the Hollow. Mm. the other night and um because our waiter kept giving us recommendations too and we like we were like whatever like i trust you um because we got the seitan wings there and we were gonna get the chili garlic sauce or whatever yeah because it sounded delicious and he was like can i persuade you out of that and i was like why yeah (laughs) it's kind of like why and he was like, it's just, it's a really good sauce, but it's kind of really thin, so it doesn't really stick to the wings that much. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I'll definitely, it's good, but it's just a lot of people have kind of expressed that it's not exactly what they expect, yeah. so I wouldn't recommend it. And I was like, well, what about if we did the hot wings and I got a side of that sauce to Ooh. dip it in? And he was like, now you're talking. That sounds good. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. So good. That, was, that sounds good. And then we, um, because they've changed their menu since I went. Uh, they got rid of my mushroom Oh, really? Thing. Yeah, it was my favorite. But I got the... Um, the like the French dip thing? Yeah, the French oh, dip. It's really? gone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a bummer. Yeah, because that was fucking amazing. Mm. But that's okay. I got the tempeh Reuben. I was going to say, the tempeh Reuben is always what I get. And that was fucking delicious. And then Andy got, they have a um, Philly cheesesteak. They do. A vegan Philly cheesesteak. And everyone in the world knows my stance on vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. Andy's 
probably even more picky about that, um, which is why when, you know, that's his hang yeah. up with cheese is just that he'd have to completely give it up, basically, right. because he does not vegan cheese at all. Right. But so he, they were like, cashew cheese sauce. Eh. So we were like, let's I told Annie to get it on the side. You can try it and then pour it on. The waiter said the same thing. He was like, can I make another suggestion? And we were like, what? <laughs> and he was like, just get the cheese sauce on there. It's really good. Non-vegans, non-vegetarians have said it's really good. Like, nice. just, just do it. And we're like, all right. Oh, I want that. Yeah. Oh, it was it, it was, was good. very good. I wow. really liked it. He re- And actually, when a different waitress brought over the food, she was like, I'm not a vegan by any means. And the sandwich changed my life. I eat it all the time. Wow. So it's also go back cool. down to the hollow because that's fucking delicious. That's awesome. Yep. Nice. It's good food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because he recommended a beer, too. That's, isn't it nice when waiters, like, I don't mind. Maybe some people might find it pushy. No, I don't know. I would prefer if someone's like, you know what? I know what I'm talking about because I work here. Let me tell you this. this and yeah, that. literally every time we go out to dinner, Mike always asks when like the guy comes over to take our orders. He's like, well, what should I get? Like you work here. What do people like? What do you like? He always orders based off of what the waiter tells him mm-hmm. to order. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Good atmosphere. Good food. Hmm. I want to go back to my next venture. Hopefully soon is New World. I haven't been there in forever. Get out of my head! I knew you were going to say that. I haven't been to New World. Right. The last time I went to New World was on a sort of date over a year ago. Yep. It was Halloween over a year ago. Two Halloweens ago. That's the last time I went to New World. Yeah. I really want to go. We were going to go that night that we ended up at the Hollow, but it was like a three-hour wait for a table, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah. So we should do that. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's just go right now. I would. (laughs) They usually have some form of Brussels sprout, which is always good. Yeah. Andy just did some- Did you also have a cold chill just now, minus the sound effect? No, Mm -hmm. I think he, uh, he was shaking the raised flag or- something oh my god (laughs) and there it is that's it Uh, all right i guess is that it anything else i don't know i don't think so no i think that's probably it we usually wrap up with food so i know this is like the first i feel like the first time ever that we've had to like that we're like not like Andy's not yelling at us because we've been talking for, for three too hours. Too long, no. <laughs> Although we still managed to talk for not even one hour though. No. Weird. Yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe we're getting a hang of it. Maybe. Nah. No, probably not. No, You're right. not at all. <laughs> it's like my favorite murder. They're all over the place. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Sometimes it's two hours. Sometimes it's well, their minisodes are all like half an hour. Have you listened to my dad wrote a porno yet? Have not, girl. You're fucking up. This shit is so funny. I, really I was listening should. to it on the plane home from Austin, and I was laughing out loud. Everyone is, like, asleep in the dark, and I'm laughing out loud, and I don't give a fuck. It's <laughs> so funny. Maybe it could be a new, a new like, evening podcast. It's so podcast. funny. That shit is it's so funny. I don't know if the Howler Hour, a Howler Hour has responded to us yet. I don't think so. I didn't follow. Andy had a Twitter exchange. Oh, really? What did Katie have to say? <laughs> I don't know. Let's find Will out. we ever know? Are you pulling up Twitter right now? Uh, so, um, 
For the record, food is one of the five exceptions to Gamp's law of elemental transfiguration. You can't create meat from magic. You can maybe transfigure meat from something else. But why? So... The kitchens are in the books. The kitchens are in the Great Hall by the Hufflepuff dorms. Hagrid talks about killing chickens all the time, which we knew that. I didn't know that. Movies have pigs and stuff living on the Weasley property. But she doesn't know how canon that is. Fishing. You can't create food because you can't create life, plant, or animal, or whatever. It's still... Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. Perhaps the Howler Howler can expand Chime on that in. More. Yeah, I'll send that stuff to Sarah Jane. See what... Because I guess, like, from my perspective with the movies, the... Poof. Like, it's it's just on the tape. I guess you don't pay attention to it. But there's definitely been scenes. Like, they don't just unveil it. There's been scenes when there's nothing on the table and then the food, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't know anything about Harry Potter enough to, like, be a part of this conversation. Cross the cross, streams? We're going to we're gonna have a crossover, I think, is what he meant. Uh, whoops. That would be really fun. We should get Sarah Jane and them out here. We'll tell her. I will tell, tell her. Them. Sarah Jane, talking to you. Get out here. Oh, see? Now my cat. Nope. Nope. He saw something outside. He doesn't care about the fish. I think he sees himself, his reflection. He's smart. All right. <sighs> I'm going to go to bed. That's it. Tired. Good night. Me fucking too. Oh, now see, now he's examining, waiting for little John. Oh, there oh. he is. Every time you say little John, I think of Robin Hood and little John walking through the forest. See, that's what I thought. Oodle alley, oodle alley, golly, what a day. You know? That's what I thought, but then Andy said it was little John Wick, but I think of that. Oodle alley, oodle alley, golly, what a day. Hey. He's looking at him. Yep. Now he'll go around. He might paw the glass. Maybe. Or maybe he can't figure out. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and then he's distracted <sighs> by his own reflection. All right. Well. This was fun. Till next time. Till maybe, next time. Maybe we'll do another documentary. I like these. Yeah, I do too. We got to do Rotten, too. That's a nice yeah. little series. Yeah. For sure. All right. All right. Well, let's... You ready? Set. We're getting closer. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna do it right now. Okay. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs>